This is the Rise of the Young Podcast, bringing you insights from the most innovative entrepreneurs and influencers of this era. Hosted by 17-year-old entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and branding expert, Casey Adams. Now, let's get right into the show. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young Podcast. On episode two today, we got special guest Caleb Maddox. Caleb's 16 years old, he's a badass entrepreneur, public speaker, and he's the author of nine books. So to get started, I'm going to let Caleb introduce himself, so Caleb, you can go ahead and take it over. Bro, well, I want to first start off by saying, man, I'm absolutely honored to be your first ever like podcast interview, the first ever guest on the podcast, because I know you're going to have some pretty big power players, man, so it's an honor to be uh, to be the first, my man. And also, thanks to everyone who's taking time out of their day to listen Time is your most valuable asset, uh, so much love for that. Yeah, but real quick, who I am. You know, I'm just a 16-year-old. Uh, at the end of the day, the number one thing that I do is I'm the leader of the number one movement on the planet for kids who want to become successful. It's called Summa Success. You know, I do a lot on the side, but that's, like, my main thing. You know, I, besides that, though, you know, I was voted in the top 20 most motivational people on the planet. I've had uh, videos that have, you know, reached up to 40 million people, 18 million views on videos organically. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger invited me over to his house. I hung out with Sylvester Stallone, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Russell Brunson, Kevin Harrington, Lewis Howell. The list goes on. Uh, you know, like you said, I'm the author of nine books. But really, at the end of the day, I'm this 16-year-old kid who is on a mission to provide the most value possible to the world. And that's what I'm doing each and every single day. I love it. I love it. So that being said, Caleb, I know a lot of people listening right now, a lot of young entrepreneurs, or people that are even have their businesses and they're successful, but a lot of people know who you are, but they might not know what got you started along your journey. So my next question is, how did you get started to going to the place where you now are today? And what advice would you give to someone that is just starting off? Yeah, yeah. so I would say the first thing, you know, kind of how I got started on this, and this is, you know, I told this story, uh, you know, kind of on a video, and that, that's the one that has like 18 million views or whatever, where it's like 40 million people in total. Um, you know, I, I was over at a friend's house when I was seven years old, and my dad made a decision that changed my life forever because I was over at, you know, a friend's house, and, you know, we were sitting down watching TV, and I'll kind of give you guys the brief story uh, for those of you who may have heard, heard it before. But, you know, we're sitting down watching TV, and my friend's mom walked up to him, and we're both seven years old, and handed him a $20 bill. Now, I don't know about you guys, but, like, $20 at seven years old is, like, not a bad gig, right? So I was like, dude, like, how would you just get $20? Why would your mom give that to you? And he said that he did these things called chores. And any time he would take out the trash, do the dishes, you know, whatever the chore was, you know, for that month, any time he would do that throughout the entire month, at the end of the month, he would get $20. And I felt like my dad was screwing me over because I was thinking to myself, man, I'm already doing this stuff. Like, I'm taking all the trash, and I'm not getting any money for it. So as soon as I went, you know, you know, my uh, friend's mom dropped me off. As soon as I was back with my dad, I said, Dad, um, you know, I want to get paid to do chores. And he gave me an answer that changed my life. He said, no. And I was like, well, why no? Like, why, you know, why are you not going to pay me to do chores? He said, because you're not going to get, or you're not going to get paid for that whenever you're older. He said, when you take out the trash, you're like, that's something that's mandatory. You have to do that. You're not going to make money for it. He said, but I will pay you for something that you are going to make money for. And that's the books that you read. So my dad decided from that moment on that he was going to pay me $20 for every single success book that I read and wrote a report on. So I was reading all these success books. First ever book I wrote was, you know, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And, uh, you know, it's funny because I actually just spoke with him about three weeks ago, which is kind of really cool to see it, 
you know, all come around full circle. But it all started from my dad paying me to read books. So I started reading all these success books, and I started, you know, getting all these results, and I would take responsibility. I had good manners, and literally that's led to me being where I am today. It, it just simply came from having a hunger to learn and reading success books. So that's one thing I would tell all the young entrepreneurs out there is if you truly want to get results, understand that it does not start with you becoming a master. It starts with you being a student. And that's something that a lot of people you know, need to understand because I would say the person hungry is to learn will always be fed the most results. If you're hungry to learn, that's when everything changes. So that's kind of what got me started with everything. That's sick, man. I totally agree with you. I mean, it really all comes down to being the student of the game and being a student for the entire process. And I know Ty talks about that all the time. So my next question, I know that you've written nine books. You're 16 years old. Some people don't even write a book in their entire life. So when it comes to writing a book, how did writing your first book impact you? And what should people know about writing their first book? You know, writing my first book absolutely changed my life, honestly. You know, I wrote my first book at 12 years old. I wrote it, and I think I officially published it at 13 years old. The book's called Keys to Success for Kids. And I remember writing that book at that point. You know, I was nobody, had no followers on social media. I hadn't really made much money. I went out and sold a lot, so I had made, you know, money, but not, like, real, real amounts of uh, of money. Um, you know, I was kind of insecure at that point because, you know, my parents had gotten divorced when I was four years old, and I got picked on because of my height and, you know, because of, you know, my, uh, you know, because of my teeth and, like, stupid stuff like that, you know, like like typical kids do. So I was very unlikely to succeed. But after writing that book and getting my message out there, and something that a lot of kids needed to hear literally has changed my life. Now I've made hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, from the credibility of writing that book. You know, now what I'm able to do today all started with uh, with that right there. So, like, you know, it's absolutely changed my life in ways I couldn't imagine. The life I get to live, the place I get to travel, you know, all across the world speaking. It all started from writing that book. And I believe that, honestly, every single person listening to this right now should write a book. Like, I believe that. And I know you came out with your book. I'm actually holding your book in my hand right now because my dad ordered another copy of your book so that we can start putting some of our videos. I, we literally just got in the mail, like, 15 minutes ago, which is kind of cool. Uh, so so shout out to you, man. But uh, you literally, I believe that everyone has a message in them. Everybody has a story. And if you are a young entrepreneur looking to get your name out there and build your brand, I feel like writing a book is a, a big secret to uh, to doing that. And something, if you look at it, look at all the religions. What do they do? You know, well, they, you know, they got their book out, or sorry, they got their message out through a book. You know, Christianity, the Bible, you know, like, you know, the Book of Mormon, like, the list goes on, all this different type of stuff. They they wrote a book. And like, the exact same thing with all the most successful people, they wrote a book. So I'm telling you guys, you know, definitely write it. And if you're asking for tips on writing a book, because now I've written nine books, I write a book a month, every single month, I write a new book and put it out there, uh, and, you know, for kids about success. Uh, and they're not like kids' books either. You know, they're like 100-page books, like, you know, with good content. Um, and, you know, people always ask me, how do I do it? And, you know, there's two different answers. And I'll give the first one first. And that is, uh, number one, you got to just write. And this is something I think a lot of young entrepreneurs, I think this is something that will resonate with a lot of people is a lot of people overcomplicate stuff. And this is something that's making me really mad lately and something I want to rant on more is people overcomplicate. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to write a book, you just need to write. You know, if you want to fly to Sydney, Australia, then you need to book a plane ticket and, you know, and like that's the first step. If you want to lose weight, you need to go to the gym. You know, you want, you know, whatever it is, whatever your result is, it's very simple. It's just a matter of the execution. Knowing what to do is the easy part, but it's actually doing that thing that's the hard part. So for, you know, for anybody out there, don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Just start writing. I remember whenever I had my idea to write a book, I literally pulled out the notes on my phone. I wrote it on my phone. Like, I didn't have an editor plan. I didn't have a book cover, you know, 
made out already. I didn't have anything like that together. I just started writing. And I think that's something, you know, I was with one of my friends uh, about, a, you know, I'd say, I'd say about, you know, five weeks ago. And we were, you know, we were hanging out. And I remember asking, like, what do you want to do long term? Because, you know, I love asking people that. Like, what's your goal? Because I think it's super interesting. And one of the things that they, uh, they told me is they want to, you know, start a YouTube channel. And I said, oh, that's awesome. I was like, let me subscribe. I was like, I can't believe I'm not subscribed to your YouTube channel. You know, I'm one of your friends, right? They're like, oh, well, I actually don't have a YouTube channel yet. I was like, oh, why? And they were like, well, you see, I'm going to create a YouTube channel, but I have to, you know, work a job in the summer so I can afford a really nice camera. And so I can also get lighting, and so I can also get an editing software. And it blew my mind because it made me realize how many people overthink stuff. Because remember, I first started posting videos. I remember, you know, I had my phone, the old, like the old, old iPhone. I would edit it on my phone through iMovie, no lighting. I would just be walking. And literally some of those videos, my first ever viral video, I was in an airport. I pulled out my phone, and I filmed something for a minute long, posted on Facebook with zero editing, and the video hit, and I think now has like 6 million views. So like I'm telling people, stop overthinking, stop overanalyzing. You want to write a book, get out there and write. And yes, there's a lot of things that, you know, that go along to it. There's a lot of practical stuff. And that's why, uh, you know, my dad and I created Maddox Publishing, and not to be selling on the podcast right now, um, but, you know, we created Maddox Publishing to take care of all the details because we've created the Maddox method to writing a book where literally we can pump out and write a book, you know, every single month. You can write a book in 30 days or less with no stress when you follow our formulas and secrets. Um, so if you guys want to find out more about Maddox Publishing, you can go to maddoxpublishing.com. And if you want to, uh, you know, book a free shot as you call with us, which I think I'll talk a little bit more about at the end, uh, where we'll completely get on the phone with you for free and help you out with writing your book kind of as our give back, then you can go to com forward slash call for more details on that. I love it. I love it. So that being said, I know writing a book, like once I wrote my book, I know it just levels up your credibility game in the marketplace 100%. And I know a lot of people that are coming into following me on social media or asking me questions, and especially about you, they say, well, like how is Caleb Maddox speaking in all these places? How is he getting paid this much for a speaking gig? So for all the people asking questions about how they can become a public speaker, how what's the first step? What is your number one tip to land more speaking gigs from the start? And what would you say to the people that are just getting started? For sure. You know, I would say there's really three main secrets, I would say. I would say number one is get results and find your message. I think one of the number one reasons why speakers, you know, don't do well is because they're speaking about stuff that they haven't gotten results with. You know, they're talking about this, but they've never actually done it. So I would say, first off, find your message. Find what you're going to talk. What makes you unique? What makes you different? Because remember, if you want to make a difference, you have to be different. You know, you can't just be, you know, if you want to be, you know, it's the whole thing I say with human success is, you know, don't be average, be savage. Meaning, like, you can't be the norm. You have to find your distinct value that you're providing when you're going out and speaking. So I would say, like, that's, that's number one is find your message, but at the same time, get results with it. So whatever you're talking about, make sure you're also living that to a T. I would say the second thing is, you know, start, you know, speaking for free. Just start building your brand. I would, you know, for me, I remember whenever I first decided I wanted to start speaking, I, like, got a list of, like, all the pastors in Florida. And I got a list of all the pastors in, like, my area where I live within, like, 40 minutes or whatever. And I would call every single one of them and be like, hey, you know, can I speak to your, you know, youth group and, you know, talk to them about my book and inspire them to become successful? And a lot of them said no, but a lot of them said yes. So I got pictures of me speaking. I started talking to random, you know, talking to all these kids, building the brand there, getting those results for free. Then I started calling schools, and I'd go and speak in schools, and I would do this. And all this different other stuff happened, and it started for me just being trappy and speaking for free. And then I would go to events, you know, business events, and speak for free. And now that's led to me 
being able to get paid, you know, $25,000 for a single speech, you know, that's usually my fee right now is $25,000 for like 40 minutes to an hour long of a speech. But it didn't start there. And I think you have to understand, everyone sees the glory, but they don't see the story. And I remember, you know, people always ask me, you know, how can I, you know, get paid 25,000 hours to speak? And my answer is, don't be focusing on that. Just focus on how can you get gigs for free first. Because when you get out there and you start doing and grinding and putting in the work, then you're going to start to get your name out there and make habits. So be scrappy. Like, don't, don't, you know, don't think you got to be all polished and, oh, I deserve to make money up front. No, you need to get out there, build a brand, prove yourself, and get that together. And that's another, you know, thing about social media is building that brand on social media also is going to get those speaking gigs. And I would say the third thing with speaking is, uh, you know, is the third, well, that, going back to the second one, start DMing event coordinators, you know, all that stuff. But I'd say the third thing with speaking is knowing your worth. Uh, you know, I'll give a quick tweetable moment. Actually, no, I, I call it an Instagram storyable moment. Like, because as soon as you guys hear this, I want you guys to go on your Instagram story, you know, say this quote up and then tag me and Casey so that we see it. And we'll talk about more of that, about that uh, at the end as well. But the quote is basically this. If you want to increase your net worth, you first need to understand your worth. And that's something that, you know, I've realized the more that I've gone along my journey is a lot of people are afraid to charge what they're worth. And a lot of people are afraid, you know, they or they don't even understand their worth. You need to understand that what you're delivering at some point when you have built the credibility is powerful and you can't be afraid to, you know, charge what you're worth, put it out there, you know, and, you know, me at 16, people think it's crazy I'm charging, you know, 25 grand for a speech. But at the end of the day, I'm providing that much value. And when you're providing that much value, then people won't even blink. And that's how it is. You know, the average person thinks it's crazy, but all the event coordinators I go with are like even shocked that I don't charge more. So that's, that's, I'll give those three secrets about speaking. That is, that's amazing, Caleb, because I know a lot of people when it comes to public speaking, and I know even like last year, it's funny because the the reason we met, Caleb actually invited me out to an event in San Diego, and it was that, that event that my first time speaking on stage, I was able to meet a bunch of people, and then that turned into me being able to leverage those connections, and then that just led me down my journey. So I would definitely say and 100% agree with him that not even just doing it for free, but like the experience and the and networking sure. opportunities that you get at being at events, that's huge. But when it comes to networking, like I was just talking about, I know that you've been able to network with people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Ty Lopez, all these amazing gurus in their industries. And I know a lot of people, they hit me up, they'll hit you up and say, yo, like, you're 16, 17, how are you meeting these people? How are you associating yourself with these people? So my next question is, what does networking mean to you, and what have you learned from networking with all these top industry leaders? Yeah, for sure. And Casey, dude, you're like a master at networking, bro. I was just <laughs> the people that you're hanging out with. So definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, I listen. Networking's everything. I like, it's it's so cliche what they say. Your network is your net worth, but it's true. Like you know, your network, what you build, is going to determine everything. Your inner circle literally can differentiate between massive failure or massive success. And you know, like I, I posted on my Instagram the other day of like you know, a boat doesn't sink from the water outside of it. It sinks from the water that gets inside of it. When like you know, like the Titanic, you know, it's fine when the water's outside of it. It pushes through, it gets to its destination. But as soon as there's that little gap and you know that that water gets inside, then that's whenever the, it'll start to sink. And it's the exact same thing with our success. You look at like you know people. You know, we're not going to be changed by the people that we pass on the street. The people, but it's the people in our inner circle that's going to make all the difference. And when you start letting those negative people in your inner circle, you start letting those people you know in your inner circle then that's when you start to sink. That's like just the exact same thing with water. That's when you start to sink. But when you have successful people and when you have those people in your inner circle, 
then it changes the game. Number one, obviously because of the value that they're going to be able to provide to you, the things that you're going to be able to learn, things they're going to be able to teach you, the intros they're going to be able to make. But I would say number two also is the energy. When you're around successful people, you feel that way. Like I remember I was with a 28-year-old billionaire the other day, and we were just together. You know, we were only supposed to be get together for like 30 minutes, but we ended up hanging out for like seven hours. It just like went really well. And I remember just the energy when when I was done with that, like hanging out with this 28-year-old billionaire, I like felt completely different. I remember money started to flow because money is an energy. And when you get around successful people, that stuff starts to happen. So as far as, you know, everyone's like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's cool. I know you need a network, but how do you do that? So I'll give a couple of secrets. I think the first uh, secret to networking is, number one, you got to be where those people are at. So what I found is going to events. That's huge. You know, where else are they at? Well, they're on social media. So find where they're on social media. Start interacting in their comments. You know, that's something I found is a lot of people underestimate just, like, commenting on someone's post, you know. Yeah. I'll DM random people, right? Being where they're at, being in front of them. Number one, you got to get their attention. So you got to be where they're at. Wherever they're at, go there. And another thing is once you get in a group of successful people, influencers, then it's over from there. You know, like, I found this from just being in the influencer community. You know, I met one really big influencer, you know, social media influencer, and next, you know, you meet all the other social media influencers. Exact same thing with billionaires. You meet one billionaire, then all of a sudden you meet all the other ones. Exact same thing with entrepreneurs. You meet one entrepreneur, boom. So you need to, number one, get in that community. So however you can do that, that's huge. I would say the next thing, uh, and this one, you know, is, is huge, and that is don't just be focused on networking with big-name people. I think that's something that a lot of people, and this would be good for a lot of young entrepreneurs to hear, is don't just be focused on networking with the big names. You know, everyone sees me hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, being with Tony Robbins and, you know, he DM me or whatever, right? They see me with, like, Jake Paul and all these people. And that stuff is so cool, but at the end of the day, the only reason I'm with those people that everyone wants to be connected with is because I first connected with the people that nobody wants to be connected with. You know, before you can connect with billionaires, you first need to connect with Billy, like that cash register at the local store. Right, like that's the thing. And so many people, they're like, no, they're fake. They're just fake. And you understand, fake people don't make real money. When you're fake, when you just are in it for the glamour and all that, that's when it goes downhill. So when you just truly start to care about everyone, when you truly start to network with everyone, then all of a sudden, the people you never imagined you'd be sitting in their house, all of a sudden you are. You know, a lot of people, they see me getting stopped by, like, Maddox addicts in public and in the airports and all that stuff. And that stuff is cool, right? Getting stopped, people want to take selfies with you. It's great. Right? I know, Kate, you see on your store, that happens all the time with you as well, right? Like, that's cool. But what people don't realize is, like, in St. Petersburg, Florida, where I'm from, more homeless people stop me and say, oh, what's up, dude, than even fans. And the reason why is because my dad and I, every single Friday, I've been under the bridge and I've been connecting with the homeless people. I've been talking to them. And everyone's like, you know, everyone wants to hang out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they're not down to have a 40-minute conversation with the homeless person, you know? And when you truly start to care about everyone equally and you really want to provide value, that's when your networking game changes, you know? And that's, that's when they all, like, you know, I would say, you know, you can't have a million-dollar income providing a $100 value. You know, I you want a million-dollar network, you got to be providing millions of dollars of value to the world. All the billionaires, they've provided billions of dollars worth of value. Amazon. Jeff Bezos, right? He just was like one of the richest people in the, the world, right? He had like $100 billion at one point. I don't know what it's at now, but that's where he was. And you sit there and look at him like, how does he make $100 billion? Well, the reason that he hit that is because Amazon provides $100 billion worth of value to the world. So you need to be providing that value. And the final tip that I'll give a networking real quick and move on to your next question 
is don't just be a picture networker. This is something I, I see a lot of people do is, you know, they'll get a picture with a celebrity and they'll post on Instagram and everyone thinks they have this crazy network. You have to understand, it, you know, it's not about, uh, you know, it's not about all these people, you know, you met all these people. It's about the people you truly have relationships with. You know, it's not about do you know, like, have you met this person and shook them their hand? It's about will they introduce you to one of their friends? What do they know about you? And when you don't just think, oh, I'm going to picture someone, but you're really focused on a relationship more so, that's when the game changes. And that's what I found. You know, I was, uh, you know, I was, you know, just all the successful people I've been with, that's been something, you know, I was with Lewis House. Remember, I was with Lewis House. He's been in Ellen twice. He has one of the one podcasts in the world. And I was in his house probably a couple months ago now. Man, it's been a while since then. But we were, we were together in his house. And I remember asking him, like, dude, how do you connect with all these influencers? And he was like, honestly, dude, the way that I've done it, and he says, I've connected with them. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, dude, I will do anything to provide them value. And I'm not just about interviewing them once. I will text them every single week, ask them what I can do. I get on FaceTimes with them. I'm all about connecting. So when you make your focus going deep rather than wide, going deep with people rather than just knowing a bunch of people, that's one thing that uh, even I'm focused on 2018 coming up. That's one of my number one focuses is truly establishing deep, bonding, good relationships. Because when you do that, that's, what, that's going back to what I was saying earlier. Dude, when you know one influencer, successful person, you know all of them. Like when you know it, I have a friend. Yes. He's only, <laughs> he only ever connected with one influencer, only one. And now he knows hundreds because he connected with that one influencer so well that they wanted, he wanted to introduce uh, you know, my friend to all of his friends. And you got to go deep. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. And like another quote that I know that we were talking about earlier is that it's not necessarily who you know, but who knows you. Because you can meet all these people like you were talking about, but are they the people that are going to be talking to you in a positive way? Are they going to be bringing up your name in conversations, you know? So I would definitely exactly. totally agree with you with, like, it's all about the deep, genuine relationships with the people that are going to last the long term. So that being said, I mean, I know that you have this famous quote, and it's all about execution. You say, the gun that kills the most people is the gunna. And I've actually been starting to use that in my life with my family and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But when it comes to that, how can people stop being a gunna? And then can you give them one piece of advice to actually start taking massive action in their life? I love it, man. Well, yeah, dude, that, that quote really caught on. I remember I said it one day in a Snapchat, and everyone blew Like, I was in the middle of Snapchat, and I was like, you know what? The gun that kills the most people is the gun. And everyone's like, oh, I love that. And I was like, okay, this adds something to it. But I did a video <laughs> on it in a blue. But, yeah, that's, I believe in that quote so much. Honestly, I'm, I'm thinking about putting that on my uh, my grave whenever, you know, long time from now. I love it. Or whatever <laughs> I do because I, I believe in that so much. Like, dude, it's true. The gun that kills the most people is the gun. So many people have great ideas. I've met people that have billions and billions of dollars worth of ideas. But it's not about ideas. It's about execution. And, you know, some people, like, they know that they need to work out. And they say, I'm going to work out. And they have good intentions. But guess what? They keep saying they're going to, and they never do it. People say they're going to, you know, write a book, but they never do it. And that's why they're not getting the results. People say they're going to do this, going to. They're all about New Year's. I'll, I'll do it on Monday. I'll do it on New Year's. And that's one of, you know, my things, even with this New Year's coming up, is the day that I wrote out my New Year's resolution, not like New Year's resolution, just kind of goals for 2018. I don't like to sound cliche by saying that. But as soon as I wrote them out, I started working on them that day i didn't wait for new year's to come like you know whenever i set a goal like i will work out every single day in 2018 i started it now you know like that's like that's kind of what i'm saying you know you can't say that you're gonna there's seven days in a week but someday 
isn't one of them. Everyone says they're going to do this someday. That's not going to happen. You need to take action today. So practical tips on how to overcome procrastination. You know, I get this question a lot, and I really like it because I feel like it is something that people deal with. Uh, but at the end of the day, my answer is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like asking how do you clap, right? Like how do you clap? Well, the answer is you take one hand, you take the other hand, and you put them together. Or like, or like saying, how do you jump? Well, you just, you know, jump off the ground. You jump. How do you jump? Well, you jump. Exactly the same thing with procrastination. How do you procrastinate? Well, you don't procrastinate. Like, how do you take action? Well, you don't take action. How do you work hard? Well, you don't, you know, you work hard. That's what I'm saying. So what I say is, you know, it's, it's very easy. At the end of the day. And, and there's a lot of reasons, and I'll get to some practical things. But the first thing I want to say is, like, just whatever you have that you want to do, do it. Don't overthink. And one of the number one reasons I found that people procrastinate is because they're living in the past. You know, the reason why a lot of people don't have momentum is because they don't follow the, the formula to getting momentum. And the formula to getting momentum is in the word momentum. And that's the word moment. When you get in the moment, that's when momentum start, truly starts to happen. And you see so many people, they're not in the moment, but they're focused on the past. They're focused on their past mistakes. And they're focused on their past struggles. And they're focused on the past time that they procrastinated, and they keep beating themselves up for that one time. They said that they were going to go to the gym, and that they didn't. You know, they, they said they were going to go to the gym on Monday, but then didn't wake up. So on Tuesday, they feel discouraged and don't go. No, get out of the past. Like, let all of that stuff go and realize that right now, today is the start of your future. Like, understand that. I know we were talking about this earlier, Casey. Like, understand, today is the start of your future. Literally, what you're going to be at in one year is, is dependent on today. You don't have anything in the past. It's all in your brain. It's all in the mind. All you have is today, and today is the first day of the rest of your life. And when you get rid of all of the past mistakes, all of the past failures, and you just take action, man, that's where it's at. So how do you stop procrastinating? Get out of the past. Stop worrying about the past times you procrastinated, and literally this second, do whatever it takes to get the action done. I get love it. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, Taylor, I know a lot of people, they, some people may know who you are. I'm sure a lot of people are already following you. But for the four people that aren't, where can they <laughs> learn more about Caleb Maddox and where can they follow you at? <laughs> well, actually, you know, I, I appreciate the uh, that, <laughs> that only four people. But I know there's a lot of people who probably don't know who I am. That's one thing I was talking to. You know, I was with Jake Paul. We were doing a TV interview. I think, I don't know, a couple. it was, it was a little while ago. And we were both doing this interview or whatever, and I was talking about how more people know you than you think, and also less people know you than you think. Like, it's an interesting thought to me, meaning, like, like for me, right, I don't even know how many people actually know who I am. Like, I can't even understand how many people 18 million people is who watch that one single video or the millions of others. I don't even understand how many people know me, but at the same time, I also don't even understand how little like, I'm actually known, right? So I'll just throw it out there. I think it's kind of a funny thought of, like, man, you know, it, it, it'll get you fired up, and then also it'll humble you. Like, well, you know, I, still, I still got more to go. But yeah. at the end of the day, the best ways to connect with me, I'll give two quick ways. The first way, and we were talking about this earlier as well, Casey, you know, what I, what I found, connect, another networking tip, is there's always that secret way to get an influencer's attention. And every single person's way is different. So for me, I've connected with influencers that literally just have apps that they do communication on. Like, literally, just a simple app. If you just typed in their name, you would find them, and that's where they do all of the communication. But no one uses that app, right? So if you found that app, you could get direct access to them. So a lot of times there's those secret ways to get a hold of people that people don't realize. And one of the number one ways to get my attention that people don't realize 
is by mentioning me on their Instagram story. I don't know what it is. I don't know why I like it. I just think it's so dope whenever people post on their story, tag me, and say something about a podcast they listen to, a video they watch, you know, or whatever they say. Like, literally, if anybody wanted to get a hold of me, I literally, I don't know if I've not seen someone mention me in their Instagram story in, like, three, four months. Like, I literally, every time someone mentions me, I, I check it out. So, point being, if you do want to get a hold of me and you do want to connect, then I want you guys to take a screenshot right now of the podcast that you just listened to. Take a screenshot. You're on iTunes or whatever. You know, you're on Google Play or Spotify, whatever you're listening to this at. Take a screenshot and go to Instagram. Post on your story what you learned. Post, I love this. Post, you hated it. Whatever it is, right? And tag me at Caleb Maddox and then tag Casey at Casey Adams 1. And I will be literally looking at every single person who does that. So go do that. I'm going to be following a bunch of you guys who do that. Make sure to also follow me once you're done with that. You know, you guys are already following Casey, so <laughs> keep that up as well. And, yeah, I would say that's one of number one. And then another way, uh, this is something that my dad and I are very focused on right now, and a huge give back that we're doing is we really do know the power of writing a book and how writing a book has absolutely changed my life, changed my dad's life. Casey, I know you, like, since writing the book, I know, you know, your brand has been exploding, like, Literally, all the most successful people have written a book, and I believe that every single person listening to this podcast needs to write a book. But the deal is, people don't know how to do it. They think that you have to go away for six months and go into a cabin with a beard down to your waist and, like, take so long to do it. The truth is, we have created a formula for writing a book in 30 days or less that will make you money, build your brand, increase your credibility, change the world, and impact people. And, guys, if you want to write a book, if you want to get your message out there, Really, if you want to make money, get your mess out there, you have to write a book. And if you want to write a book, then we have the answer for you. And what we're doing is we're doing free book writing consulting calls. So we're getting on the phone with people. Either me, I'll get on the phone with you, or my dad, or uh, the vice president of Maddox Publishing. And we will coach you through the process of writing a book completely for free. It's our version of a give back. So if you guys do want to book a call with us, schedule a call with us, like I said, completely free, no credit card taken, no nothing. All you need to do is go to maddoxpublishing.com forward slash call. So M-A-D-D-I-X publishing.com forward slash call. We'd love to hop on the phone with you and help you out with that process. Perfect. So, yeah, you heard it here, everyone. If you want to learn how to write a book, not even how to write a book, but to do it with ease, to not go through the stress of saying, when do I do this? How do I do this? Make sure you go check out maddoxpublishing.com. And then for everyone listening, make sure, like Caleb just said, screenshot the podcast, post on your Instagram story, tag us. I'm going to be doing a lot of giveaways on this podcast, so make sure you stay tuned. But that being said, I hope everyone found this podcast very valuable. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Rise the Young Podcast is going to be hitting top charts, so make sure you stay tuned, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.